Jimmy. You've been naughty. The spirit of Christmas demands a sacrifice. Somebody! Somebody save me! You better watch out. You better not die. Stop right there, Santa. Casey! Casey, I knew you'd come. You gonna shoot me like a naughty little boy? Or fight me like a man? No sugar cookies for you. You're gonna eat your words. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. Episode 218, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're nursing our holiday hangovers with a little more cheer, a little more beer, and a lot more CGI sharks and Rambo kids in Hair of the Nog. <laughs> uh, which, uh, I don't know about you, I need I need quite a bit of after my holidays. <laughs> James is puking. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. What's going on? And uh, yeah, I don't know about you. My um, my Christmas was a little bit, a little bit drunky, a little fucky. Oh, was it little, drunky? Little, little wasn't wasn't real fucky because I was with my family, but <laughs> it was drunky. <laughs> your Christmas with your family, you got drunk. I did. Oh, you don't typically, no, do you? Not not typically, but the uh, the the whiskey slush was going hard. Oh yeah. The uh, the eggnog with the extra whiskey was was going hard. I like the, that. Uh, <laughs> the wine. <laughs> You know, you got to have wine with the prime rib, because I had fucking prime rib this year, baby. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mama. I was, telling, I was telling my family, we just need to do Christmas without the rest of our family all the time, because we get to eat better. We got the good spend stuff. spend more on ourselves. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yeah, that's the way but, to go, uh, man. Yeah, yeah but you know, uh, yes. Um, I actually, just to keep it on hair of the nog real quick, I, I, I don't think I had a single alcoholic beverage yesterday on Christmas. Wait. Really? No, I didn't. Christmas Eve, I did. Over at my Christmas, um, Christmas Eve, Eve, you def- definitely did. Well, that's the thing is, Christmas Eve, Eve kind of ruined me because <laughs> we had uh, uh, we had our we had our uh, our annual Die Hard night. We did it uh, safely and securely from our own homes, you know. And we did mm-hmm. a little Zoom meeting and timed it out right and everything. Uh, yeah, I got um, I got a little slosh that night. I really didn't intend to. <laughs> I was um, like, usually I just sip on my peppermint schnapps, you know, while we're doing the drinking game and have a couple of beers, but the beers were flowing, the schnapps was flowing, and uh, next thing I know, my wife is like, I woke up sitting in this chair, and my wife had to go, go to work, and I wake up at like 4.15 a.m., and I hear her walking around upstairs, <laughs> and I go, oh, shit. And I look to my left. I love, how she doesn't, I love how she doesn't even bat an eye that you're not in bed. <laughs> uh, she she certainly doesn't like it, but she. Uh, I look over here to my left, and there's a beer just spilled on the on the carpet. I'm like, oh my god! And she walks down like I had I I kind of had just sprung up right before she walked downstairs, and she walks down and she just looks at me standing here all disheveled. She goes, "There's beer on the floor, James." Like what? <laughs> You're a mess. Go to bed. 
All right. Pull yourself, pull yourself together. Uh, Eggert. Your skin's hanging off your bones. Your skin is hanging off your bones. Luckily, yeah, that was, luckily um, I did not have to take either of my kids to school or anything like that the next day because I was out of commission. I wasn't that uh, hungover. No. I wasn't that hungover. I was just so fucking tired, dude. I I was hungover quite a bit that day because uh, well, I drank two thirds of a liter of peppermint schnapps, James. That's a lot of schnapps, dude. That's a lot I, of schnapps. I that's think... probably close to a fifth. Honestly, that's that's just shy Gotta of be. a fifth. I mean, it's only what forty. That's forty proof I, or something. It's but... only it's forty forty eight proof, and that's my saving grace. But I figured the sugar, the sugar, was going to literally kill me. And I was I was definitely hungover. I was good by midday. Like, luckily, it wasn't one of those hangovers that got progressively worse. Yeah, I pretty much woke up feeling like dog shit and <laughs> and just nursed that for a bit. And like I said, about about midday, I started to kind of come back around. I had to go to work for a half day that day. Oh gosh. So yeah, that sucked. I was up. I was up at seven o'clock in the morning, Ugh. having to having to drive to work, and yeah, that was not fun. But. I mean, I was I was up too. I was up early because I got up when my kids did. But luckily, uh, they had gotten some new, you know, they had gotten some early Christmas presents from my folks, so they had a lot of stuff to kind of occupy them. Well, I sat on the couch most of the morning. <laughs> it was it was a little rough. Um, Gotta love traditions, huh? <laughs> I just I I don't like drinking like that anymore. Don't get no, me wrong. I like I like I like tying one on every once in a while, but that was that was a little too much, man. Like yeah, I, that was that was that was a bit much. Ugh. You can you can tell that it was a bit much by me because some of our conversation. But we won't oh, get into that. It was yeah. a bit much on me. <laughs> we don't we don't need to talk about that. Oh, I may Lord may have, have made a fool out of myself. Is all I'm gonna say. Well, that's par, but I'm with friends. That's part right? of the course, though, right? With with friends, it's totally okay. How was your Christmas, though, sir? Uh, it was nice. Um, well, Christmas Eve we went o- we we went over and visited uh, Aaron's parents. You know, <gasps> unfortunately, we didn't. I know. Well, they're part <sighs> of our bubble. Yeah, no, I get it. They're part of our bubble, Michael. <laughs> but we didn't. We we got together with them separate from my brother and sister in law, and then mm-hmm. my brother and sister in law took Christmas. You know, we're all we're all trying to keep as safe as possible right sure, now. And, sure. Um, <clears throat> my wife had the, uh, the vaccine, so she's invincible, you know, but I am not invincible yet. So, uh, she's, she's invincible and has a third arm growing out of her ass. Yeah. That's, that's actually the, and the, the one side effect. And the things she can do with that arm, <laughs> you would not believe. <laughs> gives, gives new meaning to doing butt stuff. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, we went over Christmas Eve, had a good time. Uh, Christmas morning, we just you know hung out with the kids, opened presents and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we went over and played in my in laws' uh, backyard because my kids got sleds for nice. for Christmas and uh, I feel like everybody got sleds for Christmas. It was all of our I'm friends, all of our friends' kids. <clears throat> I'm surprised that we found them because this time, like usually after first first snowfall, it's impossible to find a sled but aaron found yeah. a couple online somewhere so remember we were at um a couple years ago we were at some store and we found those penis sleds remember those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it literally just looked like there was a bunch of dicks hanging off just the a wall big, <laughs> just a big purple dick <laughs> hanging on the wall it was classy it was the, really classy grab onto the head for dear life oh god <laughs> so but, uh, yeah no my uh my christmas was just me and my brother went over to my folks house we didn't see any of the rest of the family or anything like that 
you know, we were, we were, me and my brother were masked up the entire time, much to, much to my mother's dismay. Not that she doesn't want us to be safe, but she's old school and she's wished that we could hang out as a normal family and not have to worry about stuff. But she's an anti-masker. You know, she's not an anti-masker. <laughs> she just, she just wanted to see our beautiful faces. That's all. But no, there's, Why? She, she understood it though. Me and my brother both work around people that don't follow the rules. Yeah. So, um, like I, like I tell, told her and everybody else, it's like, I don't need that on my conscience. If something were to happen, you know? Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, you don't know about it until it's too late. So. Exactly. But um, uh, anyway, though, yeah, Christmas was good, though. Got myself a 4K player so I can start ooh. being all fancy dancy. Cool. I'm still not going to be spending $40 per movie, though. That's just that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But I can buy imports now. That's the good thing about it. Because like any, uh, 4K, any 4K players are region free? Well, 4K, no, well, 4K discs oh, are 4- just inherently region free discs. Is there a reason so. they do that? Like, why? Why would they suddenly yeah, change it now? The reason the reason that they did it back in the day was because um, you had different companies that owned the rights for releases in different countries. Like oh, one one okay. company could own the, the 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 rights to release a movie in the UK, but they don't have the US rights. Sure, you know, um, and it's, it's just, it was stuff like that. But it's it's such an out of date practice that it's about time they started doing it. Too bad 4K will be the last probably physical media. You know, uh, format, but whatever. Until the internet crashes, and then everybody will be flocking to the yeah. stores. And to then buy everyone's those. gonna be like, "I have nothing to watch." I'm gonna be like, "I got it all, baby. Come, I got it all. Come to Jesus. <laughs> come to butted. Come to butted. But uh, yeah, no, Christmas. Uh, Christmas was good. Like I said, the drinks were flowing. My uh, my mother beat my ass in Chinese checkers. I yes, found out did. that I'm not a good Chinese checkers player. Because that's, that's how rip roaring my Christmases get. That's the one with the <laughs> the little marbles, right? Yeah, and it's like the star. I don't know that I've ever yeah. actually played a full game of Chinese. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Maybe that's one we need to put into our repertoire. Ooh, our our old man repertoire. But uh, yeah, no, Christmas was good though. It was uh, it was fun. It was quiet and you know filled with delicious food, so you can't really complain there. Thank you, Alton <clears throat> Brown, for teaching us how to uh, teaching us how to cook a uh, a standing prime rib roast. Um, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, the very important fact that Michael and I, or should I say Lord Michael? Oh oh oh! <laughs> that wait, Lord wait, wait, that you, Lord Michael and I. <laughs> that Lord Michael and I are now landowners. We are. Um, we are. And it's good. and, this is and what it's you a, do. This is what you do as an adult. You you buy land. You right? buy property. That's what you I've always property. heard. Like everybody told me growing up, like, hey, once you have the money to do so, or your friends have the money to do so, mm-hmm. invest in invest property. In... Yeah, because it because it retains because it retains its value. And I'm happy to say that Michael, um, <laughs> went out and invested in property for both of us. And he because I'm I'm a swell guy. That's why. And he bought us each. A a one square foot plot of land in Scotland, in the hills of Scotland, in the hill in the hell hells of hells hells of, of Scotland, Scot Scotland, in the hills of Scotland. I can't. I, I I need to brush up on my Scottish accent if I'm gonna go visit my plot of land. Um. Yeah. So Mike bought Mike bought me for for uh, for for Christmas and also bought himself because why wouldn't you? Duh. Bought me a one one square foot plot of land in Scotland, 
which officially, I, I don't know, I'm actually going to look into this to, f- like, I, it cl- it claims to be legit. No, it is. I Like I said, I will send you all the, the, the stuff about it. So I am officially Lord James David Legally. Baird. You can use it as Legally. a legal title. <laughs> and I intend to. And Michael <laughs> here is officially a Lord as well. And uh, I feel regal. I really do. Like you I should. felt, I felt the change as soon as I you opened. Look, you look regal. Thank you. This I have this, uh, <laughs> I have this rather stately beard going on. We both, we both do actually. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, look yeah, at how on. fucking regal we look. <laughs> <laughs> we're wearing, so we're wearing our, we're wearing our knit crowns. Oh, that's right. We are. You have to cock yours to yeah. the side. You have to cock yours to oh, the side like works? I wear mine though, because that's how that's how gentleman. There, there you go. That's how a gentleman that's wears his his it's beanie. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if my head is crooked. Like I can't wearing a hat straight to me feels weird. I think I have a crooked head. Um, it's very possible. I wear my I wear my uh, ball caps sideways. Not like a lot, but it's like the, but Tom DeLonge like, style. It, no, no, not like that. But it is definitely like like five degrees to the left or the right. Mine's pro. Mine mine rests like three degrees to the left, and I think it's because you know this big knot that I have on my forehead forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just my my ball caps just naturally rest a little to to the side because of that big knot on my forehead. Yeah, which which, which was the result of a very unfortunate teabagging incident. <laughs> the year somebody with, somebody with iron balls. The year was two thousand three, Central Michigan University. <laughs> balls on my face. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I like someday I do what I want to do is I do want to go visit my plot of land in mm-hmm. Scotland. I feel like it's important because if you own land, it's it's important that you keep an eye on that land. I agree. Um, um in the meantime, like I said, I I'll probably latitude, hire somebody in Scotland to keep an eye on it for me. But I have the latitude and longitude of the exact plot of one by we're, we're neighbors too. We are neighbors. We're right next in, to each in other in Scotland. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We should feud. Bro. We should feud <laughs> sometime. <laughs> We'll each little, stand on our plot of land <laughs> with little mini cannons. <laughs> oh. I'll get out there and do my best uh, Mel Gibson, my best Braveheart. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> I just but, it's, uh, it, yeah, so, Oh, what I was gonna say is, I actually saw an ad for that exact thing. Thing, uh, mm-hmm. the the fact that you could become a lord. I saw it a few weeks ago, and I look at Aaron, and I'm Scottish, like Baird. That's a that's that's. That's my heritage, Scottish, Scottish, uh, German, Polish, and Irish, to be exact. But um, I I tend to I tend to identify most with my Scottish side. And uh, I saw this, and I look at Aaron and I go, Aaron, I can become a lord. She goes, What the hell are you talking about? I could I can buy I can purchase a plot of land in. Scotland through this website right here, and I officially become a lord. You would be married to a lord. And she's like, absolutely not. She's like, how much does it cost? And I told her, I can't remember how much it costs. She goes, no, that's stupid. What a waste of money. And I and I and I retained that it was not a waste of money. And somehow, because you know Michael and I are connected at the brainstem, um, he just knew. So. I gotta say, you hit, I'm here for. you hit this one out of the park, man. This is this is the best Christmas <laughs> well, present I got this well, year. To to from one lord to another, Lord. Cheers, Lord Michael. Cheers, we are, we are lords. We are lords of the bar table. 
We are we are lords among men. Lords lords among the peasants. <gasps> Our friends are all just peasants now. They totally are. Oh yes. man, I'm gonna make all as soon as COVID's over and we can all get together, they are fucking bowing at our feet. We got we have to bring them all over to Scotland so they can tend to our field. Our one foot by one foot field. <laughs> I'm in your hose. I plan to mean your wives. I plan to build on it. Yeah. I do plan to build. I think it's some a, Legos. Make well, some Legos and build a castle. I on, feel like it your, would uh, I feel like I feel like building on the land would uh Increase the value. It very well could. So, and we could we could converge and have two, two feet of land, if you wanted to. That's true. But then if our come together. But then if we actually do get in a feud, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm afraid of what would happen. Yeah, it's true. If the I'm gonna build, I'm gonna go dig a moat around mine, <laughs> so it's just like a little puddle, <laughs> like a like a a moat this the width of a pencil all the way around <laughs> it. <laughs> Fill I'll it with sea monkeys. I'll put sea monkeys in it so they can, they can protect <laughs> An my land. army of sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, just right, gonna, mine's just gonna have one large frog that sits on my property. <laughs> Takes up most of the property. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, did we get anything wrong last week, Michael? Uh, you know what, James? We did. All right. We did. Well, let's get into Cause, it. Because because we're stupid, and mm. just because we're regal doesn't mean that we're not. Stupid. Oh, Lord. That that was good. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, we did get some stuff wrong last week. couple things. Uh, Shifty, from the popular 90s band Crazy Town, yeah. is not dead. Oh. He is very much alive. And they actually released a record five years ago. In 2015, Crazy Town released a record. Can you why? fucking believe that? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why? But why? <laughs> but why? Uh, no idea. But uh, yes, he is very much alive still, and um, and uh, I don't know if that's unfortunate or not. Well, He's no, alive, no, so. no, no. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, okay. Well, I no. He. I actually. Aaron and I, because we do. Uh, well, I pretend not to like trash TV. I, I put it all on her. She likes trash TV, and I have to watch it as a result. Let's be fair. Sure. I like trash TV, too. Um, we watched that Celebrity Rehab when he was on there, and he was in... He was on it twice. He was in a bad way, man. So if he's if he's cleaned up and he's living his life, then good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't mean any disrespect by saying this, but if I was in Crazy Town, I'd probably be doing drugs, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if I had to sing that Butterfly song come, every my lady, fucking night... Come, come, my lady... <laughs> Is that the one that was I, a direct ripoff of a Red Hot Chili Peppers song? Uh, oh, was there one? I don't even know. It might be. I think that was that song. No idea. Uh, we talked last week about, <laughs> um, because we're you know a bunch of horror guys, we talked about Ariana Grande and uh, Mariah Carey. And um, <laughs> the other whistle, girl that you couldn't think of yeah. was Jennifer Hudson. Was the other girl that you oh, couldn't Jay think Hud? of. Oh, J-Hud? Yeah. Okay. Um, which... which I should have known. Real, I'd take real my shoe shitty, off and throw real it. Real shitty to put Jennifer Hudson in there though, because you have these two, the, you have these two battling whistle singers, right? And then yeah. Jennifer Hudson's like, I can't do that. <laughs> she's just kind of pushed off to the side. No, when, no, uh, no, 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 no. Jennifer Hudson isn't a. She's an incredible oh, she's a great singer, singer, dude. I'm just saying that the highlight though, got, is always those whistle tones, and she can't do it. Yeah, but Jennifer kind Hudson's got move. like that big, powerful voice. Like she doesn't need the whistle tones to impress anybody because her true. voice is just f- pure power. 
that's true. So, um, so I listened to the song because you were talking about how the harmonized whistle tones sounded like when you squeeze the top of a balloon. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually kind of liked it. Did you listen to the live version? I did not listen to a live version, but okay. I did listen to the version where they just, they had, they, they um, isolated just the vocals. See, I had it. The I recorded version actually sounds really good. See, I'm I not, haven't heard that. I only heard the live version of it. Okay. And when you're doing that kind of vocal technique live, if there's anything just a, a tiny, like two cents off or something, it's mm-hmm. going to be weird. You know what I mean? Well, I'll say this, though. I'll take that Christmas song over Mariah Carey's fucking shitty ass other Christmas go to song hell. any day of the week. It's a no, classic. It's, yeah. I don't like the classics. We, we established this last week. Oh, God. <laughs> you're such a. Sorry. Uh... All right, and the last bit of correction news here is that uh, that's not news. Uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman was the director that refused to do scanners after David Cronenberg told him to not touch his fucking movie. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that so, now. Darren Lynn, he yep. was he was the guy. He walked away from the project simply because of that. So <clears throat> it's respectable. 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 I mean, he's he's not uh, he's not worthy of the respect that maybe a lord would command, but um, no. But still, no. I, but still, I respect him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you so anyway, what do we uh, what are we doing this week, Michael? What do we what did we uh, watch, James? This week, uh, this is our like we said, it's our holiday hangover show. Which I like that tradition of doing two weeks worth of holiday stuff. You know, because it's fun. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and uh, to do so, I picked a beer this week uh-huh. that it reflects our traditions because we're never going to be able to use this because we're not an action movie podcast. So we're never going to be able to use this, right? But it's uh, our hey, tradition. It's our hey, holiday tradition. You just went robot on me for a second, so. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I heard um, you say, it was... Fucking Zoom. No, like I said, this reflects our holiday tradition and something that we did on the eve, eve of Christmas, like we already talked about. Of course. James, Bubby, what are we drinking? Bubby from Watermark. Brewing, uh, which I, I'm fairly certain we've never had anything from Watermark Brewing. I do not believe that we have. It's from um, Stevensonville, Stevensonville, Michigan. Steven, oh, is it? This is a this is a, it's a, it's a, a Michigan, Michigan boy. Brand. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, I'm I'm stalling a little bit because I'm trying to find to see if I can find any information about this because there's nothing fun to read on the can. But anyway, well, from Watermark Brewing Company, this is Kranz Gruba. Kranz Grubal. Kranz, Kranz as in crayons. Crayons as in cranberry. Ooh. Kranz Gruba. <laughs> um, it is a kettle sour ale with cranberry and orange, which sounds delightful. It sounds fantastic. 4.4 Alka-Sol- Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> 4.4% Alka-Seltzer. And the rest is just like... Um, oh, it's so fizzy. Water and cranberry juice. Four point four percent alcohol by volume. Ooh, she's she's a whole pinter. It pours a nice uh, nice pink hue. Brewed and like canned that. by Watermark Brewing in Stevensville, Michigan. Where's Stevensville, Mike? Uh, I don't know, but he sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, talk for a second. I got to chug the rest of this. Oh shit! Um, yeah, sours. I'm a big fan of sours. Um, I have not met many that I have not liked, and I do love fruit beers. So there's no reason to think this is going to be bad. And I love Hans Gruber, and I imagine this is what Hans Gruber actually tastes like. Yes. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice and sour. 
Um, <laughs> like, if you go to the bottom of Nakatomi Plaza after he fell out of the uh, window and you just, like, licked up whatever standing was left, that's oh, what yeah. this would taste like. Yeah, for sure, you know? man. Um, yeah, so this goes along with our Christmas Eve Eve tradition of watching Die Hard, of course. And mm-hmm. also, I said earlier, because I did see this when uh, Mike dropped it off on my doorstep, I'd say at least one of the movies this week, uh, that being <clears throat> Dial Code Santa Claus, kind of has a bit of a, a Die Hard thing going on. Mm-hmm. Except for except for Hans Gruber, except for Hans Gruber is replaced by Santa Claus, and John McClane is replaced by a ten year old child. Is he? I think he's nine. Is he nine, nine or ten? Oh, doesn't gonna, matter. We're gonna. I'm spl- squabbling over. We're gonna right split here. mullet hairs here, Mike. <laughs> we're gonna split mullet hairs. Oh, oh, dude, the mullet. Oh, the mullet man. is something to be is is something in and of itself to be <clears throat> praised, like a lord. Yeah, I was gonna say he's actually he's actually worthy of a lordship just because of that mullet. It smells good. It smells strange, almost like a turkey what? dinner. Cheers. Um, cheers, what? cheers, Lord Michael. Let's try this. Let's give it. All right, let's give it. Ooh, that it's, is beautiful. It's very light. It's nowhere near as sour as some sours. No, like it's, it's not. Just, it's just it's just tart enough to where you kind of feel it on your tongue. You know the tartness on your tongue. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not overpowering where you make a face or anything afterwards. Which is crazy because I was expecting it to be a lot more sour because so cranberries I. just by you know just by their nature be, are very by tart, their nature yeah. they're very tart. Um, yeah, this is good and it's this really is delicious. It's really like light bodied too. You know, and it's only four point four, so you can drink a lot of them and not get completely fucked up. Mm, you could is... give this to your you could give this to your kids. Oh, and I intend that's to. That's how light that that's how light this I've got is. I've got two cans. I'm gonna give the other one to them. <laughs> two cans, it's got, two kids. It's got cranberry and orange in it. That's like a oh. full serving of fruit for each of them. Exactly. So James. Father should, of the we year. Mark it. Uh, it's Lord mark James. It. Thank you. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh your eminence. <laughs> we should um we should start marketing beer for kids. It's a whole. It's a whole new. It's a whole new line. See now, you're onto something. The other day, I claimed to replace you as the. Or no, I said that uh, Vito replaced you as the idea man. But I think you just. I think you might have just taken your seat back. Um, uh, yeah, you're damn straight. I didn't mention the other movie that we're watching. Uh, we are also watch. We also watched. Um, <laughs> Santa Jaws. I can't. <laughs> I just started thinking about it and I couldn't get the it single, out. The Santa single Jaws. greatest the single greatest <clears throat> sci-fi movie made to date, I think. I, I think. Yeah. It wasn't made for sci-fi, but it did premiere on sci-fi, so that totally counts. That makes a lot of sense now that you say that cuz it yeah. it's it's 100% a sci-fi movie. Oh, and the movie. director, the director of that movie has quite the pedigree. Oh. Quite I'm excited to pedigree. hear about this. Oh, oh yes. All right. <laughs> uh, before well, we do, James. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, we do unfortunately got to start the bleed feed like we always do with a death. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so it was always a bummer the week of Christmas, right? Yeah. No one, yeah. nobody wants to pass away around Christmas time, um, or ever, I suppose. 
But uh, I guess it rest doesn't. In really, peace. I guess it doesn't really matter for the people who passed away. Yeah, it's more so I guess like not, the yeah. family doesn't want to lose somebody at Christmas time. Yeah, which is a bit a of a bummer. Yeah. But uh, rest in peace this week to uh, David Giller. Uh, David Giller, uh, 77 years old, uh, no cause of death. But he was the longtime producer for the entire Alien franchise. Every single movie in the Alien franchise, he was a producer on. Um, he was also an executive producer on HBO's uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt series. Oh, okay. But uh, he had a hand in writing both Alien and uh, Alien 3. Uh, he's actually credited with uh, with developing the character of Ash, the uh, the android that was on the ship. Oh, okay. Uh, he, him, him and uh, there's another guy that came up with that character. He's credited for that. And he also worked very closely with James Cameron to come up with the story uh, for Aliens. Cool. So uh, without him, that franchise would be very, very different because mm-hmm. he had a hand in all that stuff. So um, so like I said, rest in peace to David Giller this week. Uh, you shall never be forgotten. I don't know why I said that so weird. I'll even go so far as to say Lord David. <laughs> rest in peace. Posthumously, but, um, posthumously, everybody gets a lord. Oh, is that think. how that works? I think that's appropriate, right? I think you should, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. 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 There's, so, it's like uh, there's, there's people who are knighted by the Queen of England posthumously. So true. now that we're lords, why can't we lord people? Oh, because. After they pass. So I just made I, I just made that a rule. <laughs> so Um. So yeah, so rest in peace, David Giller. Um, gone but not forgotten. Um, okay, moving on here. Bruce Campbell has released three books to date, two autobiographies, and then one fictional story starring himself, and all three are amazing. Um, but if you're looking for the more personal side of old Brucey, look no further than his latest book called The Cool Side of the Pillow, or Cool Side of My Pillow, uh, which is now officially out. Uh, This is a collection of essays written by Bruce himself, uh, covering topics that range from the environment to work ethic, uh, all the way to things like UFOs and cave carvings. Pretty awesome. It seems like a pretty eclectic, uh, just musings on a whole bunch of different things, which is pretty awesome. Is the cool side Uh, of my pillow supposed to be like, these are the kind of things that he like lays awake at night and thinks about? Yeah, probably. That, that that makes a lot of sense there, James. Yeah. Or the guy just likes a cool pillow. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, I do. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's very comforting. You lay over and a nice little cool uh, little <clears throat> ice bath for your cheek. It's, it's, it's I nice. stopped sleeping with a pillow like a year ago. <laughs> I sleep with a squishable now. <laughs> They're so freaking comfortable. I don't even care. Well, if you're looking for, like I said, those kind of musings, all with Campbell's signature wit, uh, you can get the book. It's only available digitally right now. Um, so you got to read it on a screen, which gives me a friggin' migraine, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I'm hoping that he will be doing an audiobook version of it soon enough. Kind of seems like a book that's ripe for that kind of thing, you know, being that it's all about him anyway. You can't. So you can't listen to audiobooks though. But I would if it's the only way to listen to it. I'd rather listen to an audiobook than hmm. read on a screen. So right on. But uh, yeah, you can get it for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Pretty yeah. good deal. Not 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 so bad. Um, speaking of books, the original trilogy of scary stories to tell in the dark just got the audiobook treatment. Oh. Um, with all the stories being read by Patton Oswald, Melissa McBride, and Alex Brightman. Uh, you can get that new book on Audible. So if you sign up and get your free uh, get your free audiobook for trial with somebody. We used to have we used to have that. I don't know if that's still alive anymore. Uh, I would say probably, probably not. not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but, um, um, 
Patton. I know if you're into those, I know you're a you're a big fan of the scary stories. I am a huge fan. What? Who was the third one? It was Patton Oswalt, Melissa McBride, and who else? Alex Brightman. I'm not 100 percent sure who that is. Alex Brightman. That name sounds really familiar. Uh, I don't know who it is though. Um, Patton Oswalt. That's kind of a weird choice though to read you a scary story. I'm into it. I like Patton. I mean, Oswald. I'm fine. I like Patton Oswalt, so I'd, I'd be interested to hear it. But when I, I just don't picture him as telling me a scary story. You know what I mean? But he's a thespian. He can do anything, James. Ah, he is an actor. An actor. <laughs> thespian. That is a better word um, for it. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, let's say moving on here, video game fans have a lot to be happy about with the mega popular Friday the 13th game and the upcoming Evil Dead game uh, coming out. But now Kane Hodder has teased that he is currently working on yet another video game based on a popular franchise. Hmm. So let's play the speculation game. What could it be? Uh, I, I mean, think... the only other franchise that he had a big part in was Hatchet, but Hatchet's not big enough, I wouldn't think, to spawn a video game series. So who knows what this could possibly be? Do you actually have any guesses? No, I really don't. Like I said, the nothing else. He's never. He's not been. I mean, he's worked on so many different properties. It could probably be anything. But like, I don't know what other series he would fit into if he's doing a lot of work for it. You know, um, I don't yeah. know if it's. I don't know. Like I said, the Hatchet series is the only thing that comes to mind. But that's not well known enough. You wouldn't think to necessitate an entire game about. But I maybe mean, it is, though. Who knows? I, I mean, you could do... I, I, th- I just feel like it would almost be too similar to the the Friday the 13th game, though. Unless they it, made it... Unless they, they made the it way, straight yeah. up... Unless they made it straight up campaign. You know? Like, straight up... Sto- like, actually playing through a story. Yeah, I suppose they could do that. Which, are they ever going to do that with the Friday the 13th game? Well, they can't. Friday the th- they can't oh, do yeah, any they new can. updates they for can't do Friday the 13th. That no, that game's dead in the water. So they, they, I mean, uh, they canceled their dedicated servers a while ago for it. So Hatchet could, uh, because it shares feasibly, I suppose it could. But. Yeah, I mean, like you could, you you could take, but you would think that if they were doing that, I with got Hatchet, it. If they if they were doing that with Hatchet, you would think that you would have heard, I don't know, Adam Green talk about it or something like that. Unless you're keeping it under wraps, but yeah, I got it. I think I know what it is. What? Uh, it's a video game based on the popular series Anaconda, starring Kane Hodder as the Anaconda. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's the one. And you play from the you play from the view of the snake the entire time. It's just a lot of back and forth, <laughs> slithering through the uh, <laughs> through the Amazon. I'm I would, into it. That would be kind of fun. A game where you where you play as a snake. Yeah. Not the game Snake. Into- not the game Snake from my original Motorola phone, <laughs> but like an actual where you're like a like a like a snake and you have to travel around and kill things and stuff. That'd like be a fun. flippery snake. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. Hiss hiss. I'm sorry, but it's Kane Hodder, so hiss hiss. <laughs> hiss hiss. Uh, anyway, James, what's uh, what's new on the old Blu-ray disc front? Absolutely nothing, dude. Really, nothing at all, huh? Yeah, I didn't see anything. Oh, interesting. Okay. And if there is, then somebody can correct a... me. But if you're going to correct me on whether or not Blu-rays are coming out, then you got problems. <laughs> I mean, it is Christmas week, in all fairness. Probably not too many people releasing uh, right. new stuff. They're yeah. trying to sell what they already have. So that makes sense. 
But uh, okay, fine then. That's uh, then wrapping up the news for this week. Uh, last week we talked about Morgan Creek uh, wanting to do a reboot of the Exorcist series, mm-hmm. and uh, this week it is being reported by uh, the Observer that. Uh, David Gordon Green is in talks to direct the project, which is being touted as a sequel and not a remake. I think David Gordon Green needs to slow his roll a little bit. Why? He's Because this is now the third big franchise that he is tied to because he already has his mitts in the Hellraiser series. Right. And the Halloween series. Um. I just kind of feel like if he keeps getting all these very high-profile movies, he's going to get people are going to get burnt out on him. Yeah, it's not going to feel special anymore. I think, and I, I from a business standpoint, I don't blame him one bit for jumping at all these projects. That being said, are you kind of self-sabotaging a little bit by doing it? You know. Yeah. Well, and and not even. I mean. If he chooses to do all these projects, then that's fine and good for him because that's that's amazing. He's doing all these really big projects, but I feel like the horror community at large would kind of like what you were saying, just sort of get oh, sick. Oh, they'll of turn him. on him. Yeah, like they'll, they'll straight up turn on him. Yeah. It's like it's like I always I always use the analogy of sports. Like when somebody, it's not an analogy, but uh, it's the actual reality of sports. When somebody gets too good at a sport, everybody hates them. Kobe? It's like, uh, what'd you say? I said Kobe. Kobe? <laughs> Kobe. Um, people, people hate them. And it's just, and, it, and it's not for any particular reason other than they're just good. They're too they're good too at what good. they do. They're too good. Like, so, like Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods. My dad loved him when he first came on the scene. Then he hated him for a really long time mm-hmm. because he was too good and he won everything. And it just gets annoying after a while. I mean, it does, then he, though. Then he banged it's... a bunch of sluts and he was cool again. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing what can what can just make your whole your whole life rebound, you know? <laughs> it's a bunch of whores. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a mess oh, that tiger. was. Oh, Tiger. Oh, Tiger. You animal. He really right. is. <laughs> <laughs> um yes i don't i don't know i don't it yeah like you say it it might just be might just be a good idea to pump the brakes a little bit the, yeah yeah it's like well because look at james wan james wan has his own like he's created his own universe mm-hmm. right but even but people, people are already sick but, but even people pe- are sick of him too even people get sick of him and it's his own freaking universe he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants but people he's get also sick of him james because wan, he's got so many irons in the fire James Wan does get attached to a lot of projects himself, though. He does, yeah. Um, and and that could be a, a, one of the main reasons why people get sick of him. You know, it's and I would I would really hate to see David Gordon Green uh, get lumped into that because he's a really good filmmaker. <clears throat> I just you know it's like nobody hates horror like horror fans. You wouldn't and want they him, will and they will turn on you. You wouldn't it's just want a matter to, of time. You wouldn't want him to see the. You wouldn't want to see him go the way of shamalama ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, oh god, I it hate could, people. It could happen, Ning. Oh, <laughs> you know what you. they say? It takes a village <laughs> to hate a horror director. Well, I just hope that um, David Gordon Green has a sixth sense about it and uh, is unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> Did we go through them all? <laughs> Are we missing any? <laughs> um, or or just split and get out of just get out of. You just have to you have to recognize the signs when you see them. You know, yeah, you know, you don't you don't want to hit that glass ceiling, 
and and just I think we've hit them all now. <laughs> uh, lady in the water. <laughs> done. Uh, done. Speaking of being done, that's the news, James. Mm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to end this uh, J Rod style. Oh, just because I miss J Rod. It's around the holidays. Oh, we always miss our architect around the holidays. Um, I'm going to end this with a little bit of trivia. Oh, because you named Slam our episode. it to me, Lars. <laughs> you named our episode "Hair of the Nog." Mm-hmm. Nog, hair of the nag. Hair of the nag. Hair of the nag. This week, uh, obviously, a play on hair of the dog, except for with eggnog because it's the Christmas season. Duh. <clears throat> and before the show, I wanted to know, I because I've heard people say hair of the nog and hair on the nog, or not, <laughs> not nog. <laughs> I've heard people say hair of the dog and hair on the dog, right? I need to put uh-huh. some hair on the dog, which really doesn't make any sense. Um, so I looked up the actual idiom and, and the origins of it to find out what it means. So hair of the dog is short for the hair of the dog that bit you. An alcoholic drink consumed to remedy a hangover. The phrase comes from the notion that literally rubbing the hair of the dog that bit you on the wound would help it to heal. I feel like that would probably just make your wound infected. Yeah, it sounds incredibly unsanitary. Which which is exactly what happens when you continue drinking when you're hungover the next morning. <laughs> yeah. You just end up puking because you your yourself. body can't handle it. <laughs> you guys, in fairness, you guys are all really good at doing that. I am not. Like, I cannot do it. Your bachelor party, for example. Oh, boy. You guys were so mad at me because we went real hard in the paint the we first did. night. We did. And then the next morning, we had to get up and go on a fucking boat, which is never something that you want to do <laughs> when you're hungover. But we did, and I didn't have a drink that entire morning because I just could not do it. And here was the problem. For some reason, a, a group of us listened to you. <laughs> and we we know that you're not good at drinking the day after drinking a lot. Not right away, no. And we go to load up the cooler to take out on the boat with us. And you're like, Ugh, we're not, ugh, we don't need any beer. We're obviously not going to be drinking all day because we <laughs> we got so blasted last night. So we're like, oh yeah, Mike's probably right. <laughs> What? Why no. would you ever listen to me? <laughs> so we only took like 12 beers with us for like eight dudes. We get about four minutes into the boat ride and we go, oh, we're out of beer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but by that point, we had already gotten so far out into the lake. We're like, ah, oh, damn it. So we ended up having to dock out in this weird sandbar that was like way too yeah, far out. We walked out. to the store, didn't we? I remember that. Uh no that was that was at that was at PJ's bachelor party. The, we go on the, a lot of boats. The PJ Brian, yeah we go on <laughs> boats that's what we do. No we ended up, what happened was we parked at some weird sandbar and a few of us got off the boat and stayed there and then a couple of the other dudes went back but could find no place to find beer at all because it was at oh, Higgins that's Lake. When we, that's when we ran into the cousin of some like European pop star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Random. Uh, we have fun, <laughs> what a completely man. random <laughs> set of uh, circumstances. We we have some fun. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, that's enough of that. Why don't we take a quick break, uh, crack another Kranz Gruba, and get ready to talk about some uh, some Christmas Hangover movies, huh? Let's do it. Let's put a little hair on the nog. <laughs> I said it wrong. 
<laughs> it's supposed to be hair of the Nog. Damn it. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. There are um, there are movies that become classics, like the like the classic Great White Shark epic known as Jaws, and it's it's plentiful, just amazing sequels. An entire franchise filled with nothing but the best movies mm. ever made, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Four of them, I believe, to be exact. Yeah, four. Is there four or are there five Jaws movies? There's four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So Jaws, right? Also, I Here's... also also I just I consider any shark movie part of the Jaws franchise. Oh, is that how that works? Well, yeah. I mean, just lumping them all together. Yeah, they're all sharks. Mighty. They're all the same that, thing. It's... Listen, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm You're not just a, stereotyping uh, sharks at this point, though. I'm not a. I don't uh, appreciate that. I'm not a marine biologist or anything, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure most sharks are exactly the same. So. Is Finding Nemo part of it because there's a great white shark in that too? Yeah, obviously. is that Bruce? Yeah, actually, that is Bruce, isn't it? It's a dumb His question. name is Bruce. His name is Bruce. You never know. Totally that. it. Anyway, though, we're talking about the the long lost uh, second cousin, twice removed, uh, found in a ditch somewhere, rehabilitated back to life, uh, family member of the Jaws franchise, mm-hmm. Santa Jaws. Ah. The <laughs> possibly the greatest movie ever made about a shark that wears a Santa hat. That. That's an accurate assessment. <laughs> it's very accurate. <laughs> so this movie was made in 2018, but it didn't premiere uh, until 2020 on the Sci-Fi Channel. Go figure. It's a sci-fi movie. And uh, this was directed by Misty Tally, who has quite an impressive lineup of movies oh, under, uh, under her belt. Okay. I'm assuming Misty is a woman's name, right? There's no Mist. Is there a dude, Misty? I, I don't know. I'm sounds, assuming it's a woman. Wait, I mean, it's just, just really weird to me that, you just that a woman would have the that a woman would look at this movie and go, "Yes, yes, this." <laughs> I would totally like. <laughs> they to usually do that. have better taste. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, her credits include though, Shark Island, Mississippi River Sharks, and Ozark Sharks. <laughs> okay. Woman loves sharks. <laughs> And Jeepers Creepers 3. She was an Ooh. editor on Jeepers Creepers 3. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, work is work, I suppose. But I suppose so. <laughs> that's, uh, that's tough. That's that's a tough pill to swallow there. So she's but, super um, into sharks, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think she's got a shark kink. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm not going to kink shame her, but... Kink shame? Kink shame. That's a thing? It's a thing, James. Um, like if you're in, if you're into some weird shit, I'm not, I'm not gonna shame you for it. You do you, you know whatever whatever gets you slap happy behind closed doors is fine. You know, I got I got nothing for you with that lion behind you. <laughs> that is my kink. Don't shame me. <laughs> I have a, I'm not. I'm I have not. a ma- I have a major lion kink. Clearly, clearly, Misty gets Misty for sharks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making me so Misty. <laughs> Um, so this is the movie. Uh, here's here's your synopsis for Santa Jaws. Trying to survive the family Christmas, Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. I don't recall that being the actual part synopsis of the movie. Why? 
I don't think that he wished to be alone. He just drew his comic book with the pen and it came to life. No, he did. There was, as he was drawing, because he even says it in the, well, here's the thing. When he's drawing with the pen, so he he gets this pen from his grandpa that makes whatever he draws. The mystic, like The mystic pen. Yeah, like magically manifest, which seems like a terrible idea considering most people use pens to do bad things, like draw dicks everywhere. I was, gonna say, um, I was literally just about to say it'd be a ca- attack of the killer dicks. <laughs> like, that would be my movie. Um, <laughs> I don't, like, he said, like, three quarters of the way through the movie, he goes, this was my wish, I have to fix this. And I remember thinking, I don't think you ever wished for it. Like, no, you just, I don't think he did. You just drew an outline of a shark. That's not, that's not a wish, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, because he it because of drawing suppose, because but. of drawing an outline of something was a wish, then yeah, I would be surrounded by penises right now. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what when you're not. Come on, James. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. <laughs> you mean this right here? <laughs> this, is my, this is my friend Dick. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, you have uh, Reed Miller who plays Cody. Cody is your your main character, your main kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hangs out with his uh, his his best friend and uh, co writer of this of the comic book Santa Jaws. So Santa Jaws is the main main title character of his comic book that he's writing. Uh, that kid's name is Steve, uh, played by Han Tran. Um, and then you have uh, who's the guy that ran the comic shop? That was oh, that was Clark. Um... That was Clark. Yeah, Clark. So yeah, so uh, so the guy named Clark runs the comic shop, and uh, they they realize his grand. Uh, uh, Cody has a pretty cool grandfather. Cody gets grounded, essentially at the beginning of this because of reasons I forget. <laughs> because he <laughs> because he drew a a relatively unoffensive picture of his principal. Principal, yeah, that's right. It was like actually a really good drawing, and the caption wasn't that bad at all. No, it was, it was political satire that you see in like literally any newspaper. This kid's got a this kid's got a a path ahead of him right. to be a cartoonist, and his mom's got a bright just, future. Yeah, he's yeah, got a bright future if you just his mom's if, just if being kind just, of a bitch. If you just nurture it, <laughs> yeah. But I suppose you, his mom did you send him to his room for the weekend during yeah, Christmas? His mom was a teacher at the school, though, from my understanding, so it didn't uh, it didn't shine well on her. Yeah. Somebody's being very selfish, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Are you trying to get in good with the superintendent, Mom? Oh. Oh. She she gave him the principal. <laughs> it's not the presidential, it's the principal. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um so so she grounds him and his and uh, his grandpa though wakes him up at what they claim is five thirty in the morning, however, it's super bright outside already. Hmm. And there's no way in hell it's five thirty in the morning. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Details. He wakes him up to, to go fishing or whatever and kind of sneaks him out of the house because his grandpa's pretty baller. Um, and his grandpa then uh, proceeds to get eaten by Santa Jaws. Yes. Which Cody probably should have been a little bit more upset about. Yes. Because <laughs> he wasn't at all. <laughs> they really, throughout the entire movie, there's really not a lot of... Uh... Emotion. There's really not of a lot of not a lot of any like any reaction to anybody being eaten by. I think the the person who had the most genuine reaction was the stupid uh, Instagram influencer chick. Oh my god! And she was the worst. Yeah. So she was uh, Cody's uncle. Uh, Cody's uncle Mike. <clears throat> his new uh, 
uh, Instagram influencer, like fiance or wife, whatever named Georgia. Uh, she was basically, she was just there for something to look at. She was hyper annoying in a bathing suit for most of the movie. <laughs> like, she was just eye candy. Her entire character was nothing, nothing but, but eye service. <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, which is pretty, it's par for the course for sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah. Like, that's typically what they do is they, you know, put a few scantily clad ladies in there just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Can't blame them. But uh, the the rest of the movie is... <laughs> what they did with the budget was incredible. Uh, they keep they keep leaving and going to one of three places. They either go back to... Uh, what the, What's the main kid's name? They either go uh, back Cody. to... They either go back to Cody's house... Mm-hmm. There's three locations essentially. They either go back to Cody's house, they go to the restaurant. Uh, restaurant. Four locations. Oh, yeah. uh, they go to yeah. His parents owned a restaurant right. that was That's like right, right yeah. on the right on the bay. They go to the comic book shop, or they go back to the same dock every single time. <laughs> like it yeah, seems like the, much. it seems like Even the shark they... is always in that same in that same tiny little area. In the in the bay, like eight, right in the marina, and they keep going and formulating different plans, and then always coming back to that same dock. And they they figure out they figure out the shark is attracted to Christmas cheer, basically. So <laughs> so pretty much and, it only attacks and, and, and can only base. be and can only be uh, um, defeated with Christmas objects. Yeah. <laughs> God. Who fucking came up with this movie? <laughs> I think this is one of those. I think this is one of those instances where they th- they came up with the name Santa Jaws. You're, I think you're probably right. And they're like, oh my god, we have to write this movie. Well, they they didn't break the budget on the CG. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the CG is something to behold in this movie. But then again, though, all sci-fi movies kind of have that same look, and so I think it's made to almost be shitty. But I didn't really think about this when we were watching it because you're watching it and you're like, oh, my God, the CG sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense, though, because this was literally it was a drawing come to life. So it, it kind of gets a pass as far as I'm concerned. It was a drawing. Look, it was a drawing. If that's come to the life. case, though. I would have loved for it to be animated. That would have been cool. Like a, like a cartoon shark. Yeah, it would have been so much better. Like Bruce from uh, from Finding Nemo. Just that in like the real, like the Incredible <laughs> Mr. Olympia with Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. That would have been incredible. <laughs> and you bring back Don Knotts from the dead to voice. I Santa feel Jaws. like I feel like not on this show, but in real life, you've been referencing that movie a lot lately. Oh, I've referenced it on the show quite a bit too. <laughs> I know, but like it, just within the past week, I feel like I've heard you talk about the Incredible Mr. Olympia like it's ten a times. Great movie. It is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. It's just odd to be referencing it so much um, um one of the one of the things that i got a good chuckle about is uh one of the one of the subplots in this movie is that uh like you mentioned the parents own a restaurant and one of the big things they do every year is they cook a shit ton of yep. go turkeys for christmas and they've been cooking these turkeys yep. all all day or whatever and when they finally pull one out at the end of the day to use it as like shark bait that turkey completely fucking raw they are going to kill all of their patrons if this is what they've been cooking all day and they're going to serve it to them. I'm just putting that out there. The subplot of this movie 
is that they're killing people at their restaurants <laughs> with salmonella. <laughs> That's it, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Um, this movie, I feel like it exists for its uh, its one liners, basically. Oh yeah, because there's so many fish puns. There, yeah, laced it's, in. so amazing. Um, it, it doesn't need to be anything else though. Like this movie literally is just that. Like it's it knows what it is and it knows what it's supposed to be, and it sticks to it and then never goes outside the lines. No, it's just it's 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 exactly it's it's pretty much exactly what you would expect from a movie called Santa Jaws. I I can imagine the pitch the pitch meaning for this movie. It's like Jaws with a Santa hat. <laughs> Sold. Brilliant. Wait so, wait, so he wears a Santa hat on his head? No, 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 no. On his fin, <laughs> which that doesn't. It's kind of like that old question about how a dog would wear pants, right? Yeah. Like, does it wear it on all four legs, kind of around its whole body, or does it wear it just on the the, the back two legs? Is that the well, proper way if for... It's, if it's pants, it'd be on the back two legs. Duh. Why, though? Because those are all... All four of those are legs on a dog. I mean, are you saying that if I get down on, on all four... Don't kink shame me. But if I'm down <laughs> on all four, are you saying that I have four legs? It depends on how I'm treating you that night, I guess. <laughs> if I'm treating Touché. you like a dirty dog, then uh, then yeah. Um, yeah, there's 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 nothing about this movie uh, that you should necessarily go out of your way for. However, everything in this movie is something that you should also go out of your way for. It's like it's one of those it's it's one of those flicks that uh, you're not going to watch this if you're not a fan of stupid fucking movies you know it's yeah. a it's the kind of movie where you get just completely liquored up and you just go for it and have a good time with it that's it um it, and it's it perfect actually, for the holidays it actually for what it is it looked pretty good like it did it was aside, shot well aside from the shark the terrible cg on the shark yeah it actually was shot pretty well it looked it looked good um the, the quality of the film was good even even some of the acting i thought was decent <laughs> Which is, you know, uh, I don't know if I would go. I don't even know if I would use the word decent. I think that it was on par <laughs> for the kind of movie it was. But you're you're at like you're asking a lot when you want a sci-fi like a, a I, I keep calling this a sci-fi movie, even though it uh-huh. was you said it premiered on sci-fi. It premiered it on sci-fi this sci-fi. past year um, in 2020. However, the date on IMDb is 2018. So, so I don't know if it was made a few years ago and then just shelved or or what it was, but so I'm still gonna call it a sci-fi movie. Um for for what you would normally get from a sci-fi movie, there were parts of this there were parts of this that were actually decent as far as and more so like the comedic stuff. Like yeah. not not when it came to actual genuine emotion or anything like that, but there were there were actually a few characters who we're pretty good with like their comedic timing and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's no Lavalanchula, which is the best sci-fi movie. Yeah, Lavalanchula is ever made. Will not be topped. No, it's great. <laughs> or 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 its sequel, Two Lava, Two Lanchula. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making that up either. That's the real sequel. <laughs> uh, have we watched that from the show yet? I don't think we have. I know we, we did Lavalanchula. We did Lavalanchula, yeah. Yeah, we need to do Two Lava, Two Lanchula. We should. Um, um, I don't yeah, know. If there's I, much else to say about this. I am a little bit confused about the ending, though. So the way that, the way that he destroys the shark is by destroying the comic book, right? He figures mm-hmm. out that it's, it's intricately, intricately, intric, 
What's that word? Integral? No. Intricate? Intri- intricately. Intri- intricately. There we go. <laughs> it's what you intricately said. linked. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard today. Yeah, it's boy. intricately licked. It's intricately licked? <laughs> oh. Is that like when you do the ABCs? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, let's try this one more time. It's intricately linked uh, to the comic book. Nailed it. Did, did I get it that time? Yeah, you All got right. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to the comic book. But then the thing is, though, is that if... So he wishes... He wishes because this is where the whole wish thing comes into play. He wishes for all of his people to be back, basically, right? And for mm-hmm. all the all the death the shark caused to be undone. And so he wishes it and then burns the comic book. If he burned the comic book, wouldn't it undo the wish? <laughs> oh, it would have been the best if all of his family and friends just suddenly <laughs> just, burst they were into still flame. Dead. <laughs> but I guess he would have too, because he was part of the, the crew in the book. He was part of the crew, but he didn't die in real life, though. So, I mean, he would still be fine. Yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying, though. He, he made this wish, and the comic book is what holds the power. So if you burn the comic it's book not to get what, rid of the it, shark, it's not the you would get rid of the wish. It's not the comic book that holds the power, though. It's the pen. So then why so would it anything be So it doesn't make any sense that it doesn't make any sense that him burning the book would have no. killed the shark. No. Wait, wait, wait. Are we trying to say that, that, that the movie Santa Jaws doesn't make sense? <laughs> is that what you're trying to pull over me right now? Because I, I don't believe it. Listen, <laughs> I I didn't want to give this one this sort of critique because I went into it with high hopes. Santa Jaws. I went into Santa Jaws with high hopes. That feels like a feels like something I would never say <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, so let's just go ahead and say that everything makes. As much sense as it needs to make. That's fair. I can go with that. In order for this to be the best movie ever. I can I can totally get down with it. This this should be this both should and shouldn't be just required viewing every single every single Christmas. Like sit your family down and show them Santa Jaws. Oh god. And then have your family hate you for the entire rest of the holidays. You just gradually start getting less and less presents. <laughs> this, is for, oh. this is for the fifth fifth viewing of Santa Jaws, you hey, son of a bitch. I'd rather watch this every year than fucking Elf, I'll tell you that much. Dude, come on. Hands down. Hands down. You're such a grinch. Um, speaking of movies, though, that I would watch every single year from here on out. Oh, hell yeah. Is Deadly Games... Uh, or better known as Dial Code Santa Claus. Dial Code Santa Claus. This uh, movie was fucking great. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, not without I, its faults, but fantastic. I actually, I uh, when you when you told me about this movie, I had no idea what it was. I only know about it because it got a lot of praise with the Vinegar Syndrome group that I'm in. Oh, okay. Because this is a Vinegar Syndrome release. This movie, apparently, I didn't know this, but this movie was, you could not find this movie outside of bootleg tapes forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was this little French film that just was lost to time. There was never a release of it. And so you basically, the only time, the only way that you could see it was on, like, bootleg VHS tapes or bootleg, you know, DVDs for the longest time. Which had to look like crap, I imagine. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that it did. Plus, and- it was probably all in French, too. There's probably no subtitles. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that Vinegar Syndrome did the first redone subtitles for it. And this was, like, 
the uh, the remaster that we watched for this, mm-hmm. it looked really good. Yeah, they really well they good. remastered it from the original negative. They actually found the original negative and did a full on restoration of it, wow. which is crazy for a movie like this. But that's what Vinegar Syndrome does. You know, mm-hmm. their entire catalog is just nothing but movies that people have forgotten about. That's what they're known for. Um, and God bless them for doing the Lord's work, doing our work, James. <laughs> <laughs> doing our work. But um, our work but is yeah. to be our work is to to be bad at this. That's our oh, work, and, and we excel at that. <laughs> we excel. excel at being bad at this. Four year, four years in, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> um, so this was directed by Rene Manzor. Uh, again, this is a French movie, so it's only English subbed, which is the way to do it anyway. You don't want no fucking English dub. Who wants? Who wants a dub? No one. It's terrible. It's weird though that there's there's a little bit of English that shows up in this movie every once in a while, like when the when the kid is first having a dream in the beginning of the movie, it's in English. The kid oh, there dreams is a little bit, isn't there? The kid dreams in English, and then there's a few songs throughout the. I mean, which is, I don't think that's terribly uncommon, is it? For like a foreign film to have an English speaking song in it. Uh, no, and it was and that song was sang by <clears throat> Bonnie Taylor. Bonnie Taylor is that her name? Bonnie Taylor is that? I I could be getting the name wrong. She she's a known singer. Like she's a known uh, artist, which I thought was kind of crazy. Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. She's she's done stuff. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, she's uh she's the total eclipse of the heart chick. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> total eclipse of the heart. That was her in this movie. That was she sang that awful, awful theme song <laughs> oh, at the beginning God. and the end. Yeah. It's That's so just weird. the worst. Wow. I don't know who wrote the lyrics to that song, but um let's see here. On Christmas Eve, a resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as Santa Claus. This movie boasts a good many things. Uh, a, the nine-year-old version of fucking Rambo. Yeah. With the most legendary mullet on the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, that thing is good. It's good. I would bed that thing. Not the boy. <laughs> just, the, just the hair. Oh just the hair. God, like, I, I'd shave his head. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and, it, and it features not only a nine-year-old Rambo, but a full-on rambo style montage at the beginning oh hell yeah it's great with a total ripoff of the survivor song oh my god the tiger yes i'm watching this i'm like how is this not blatant copyright infringement it's the exact song just with like a couple of different notes it's in a different key and it's got a, a, a slightly different chord progression it but is, it's, it's but you know, but you know exactly what it's supposed. Oh to yeah, be, it was, it was meant, it was meant to be Eye of the Tiger, which well, is why, it, which is why it was song. funny because they kind of they mixed together, so it was a terrible Eye of the Tiger ripoff mixed with this little kid doing a Rambo and Rocky style montage. Yep, because he first gets out of bed and he's like lifting weights and stuff like that. <laughs> But then they, but then they cut to him like putting on war paint and strapping bandoliers across his chest and stuff like that. It was so weird. Yeah, it's this. This kid was, um, I this kid was the most spoiled kid I think I've ever seen. He lives in this giant fucking mansion. Apparently, his what is it? His mom owns a toy company. Is that what it was? Uh, it's or she's like the she, CEO no, she, of a toy company or something like that. Owned, she owned a bunch of stores. Or she was she I think she was like the head of a uh, um, corporation. 
what was the name of her printech yeah because the because the grandpa in the beginning mentioned something like don't you own enough stores already or because she was asking him about investing in a in she stock said, for she another... said stocks are down for this store do you think i should buy while it's down yeah so i think she probably was um um like an umbrella corp who owns okay s- like franchise store stores and stuff like that but then you know she I mean? also worked in one store having to do budgets for just one store which was mm, weird that might have that might have just been where they're like corporate headquarters were or something eh, like that. Well, whatever. This this is a detail that really has nothing to do with the <laughs> really story other matter. than the fact that that they're completely fucking bonkers rich. This kid this kid's got an entire hidden room in a mansion that his mother somehow doesn't even know about that has a door that is a refrigerator. <laughs> he says that his mother doesn't he so him only him and his dad ever knew about it. And yeah. his dad's dad and his dad's dad's dad. But one of the ways that you get into it is through the refrigerator in the laundry room. Or through a wardrobe. Yeah, but you mean to tell me that the mother never opened the refrigerator in the laundry room? That's that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, but they are so rich that they have... The hired help. They have caretakers and stuff. They have people that's who true. do all their stuff for them. But, but still, then, none of them ever opened that door? Come on. But then the kids also got like a crazy-ass control center in like the in like the, the basement crawl space area of the house, the boiler area of the house. Yeah. It's, we, it's insane. We should mention this kid is like a, a super genius. He's a savant, basically, yeah. And he, uh, he, he, he writes all sorts of computer programs, and he's equipped the entire house with, well... State of the art. What would have been state of the art in 1989 in I France? How, <laughs> I love how the mom, the mom, and I'm assuming dad at some point in time, like just let this kid install gigantic metal shutters apparent over all of their windows and doors. Like, how does that happen? Oh, the, how does your nine year old kid <laughs> like the emergency lockdown? Yeah, the containment. <laughs> like, they all want to put. I'm going to put cameras up in the house. Okay, honey. Like the mom lets this kid do. Anything he wants to do. He oh, uh, torments the family dog. Don't get me wrong. He loves that dog, but he fucking torments that dog <laughs> by pushing him into like net, uh, uh, fall nets and stuff like when that. The floor chasing dro- him around the house. When the floor drops out and the dog falls into a trap door with a net in the bottom of it. And the mom says something like, oh, no more holes in the, the pa- what the hell's a paraquet? I don't know what a paraquet is. It's rich people things. I don't know. <laughs> no more holes in the paraquet. This house is starting to look like Swiss cheese. It's like... Maybe, maybe it's, stop your kid it, from putting holes in the fucking house. Well, like, when I think of that, I think, like, okay, so maybe you have a kid who is rambunctious and knocks holes in the, the drywall. No, no, or he's rambunctious. Uh, <laughs> rambunctious. <laughs> but I got jokes. He's, he's not cutting holes and stuff. He literally... There's a trap door in the floor, a hinged trap door with a remote that he wears on his wrist with a net in the bottom of it. Like, this kid's got problems. You need to... I mean... It's a bit of a psychopath, let's be honest. They're good problems because he's a genius, but also you're you're letting him turn your house into the Winchester house. There's like yeah, pretty much booby traps all over the place not to mention that he almost kills his grandfather in the beginning by waking up out of a dead sleep by screaming into an intercom system I that get is the, how you that is how you give an old man a heart attack i get the sense <laughs> that that kind of thing happens just about every morning <laughs> yeah you're probably right i will say this 
the grandfather or or Poppy as he's known in this movie mm-hmm. is he's a he's he's a cute old man. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> he's, he's, he was he's cool. Got, he's one of my I favorite. felt bad for him because he can barely see. Like his eyesight's terrible. So he's just like basically being he's basically just being like he's like this little kid's like toy figurine like he just drags around him all over handcuffs himself to him like running around the house and stuff like, when the kid first brings him man. in for he goes and gets him for breakfast and he he brings him out and he's like i found this half half blind diabetic prisoner <laughs> sits him down at the sits him down at the breakfast table he's still cuffed to him they were they were they were cute though together like yeah you I could agree. tell that the grandpa was just a cool old dude and like loved loved his he grandkid. totally understood this crazy little Rambo kid running around the house yeah and that kid also I mean he could have been a he really wasn't a spoiled brat like he he didn't he act- was spoiled he was spoiled in that I don't think he was ever told no ever. Right. With anything he's ever wanted to do in his entire life, he's never heard the word no before. That's probably true. I mean, look at all those toys he had in that hidden room between him, his father, and his grandfather. But he wasn't. Look at but the, he wasn't really a prick about it. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying that the kid was a prick. Just that he was was not exactly. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's not uh, adjusted very well outside <laughs> of the walls of that house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he also knows how to fix a classic Mustang too. Apparently the kid the kid's a super genius. Was that a Mustang? That wasn't a Mustang. Yeah, it was. was it? I'm pretty sure it was. So that's that's that kid. He's he's just um he's a cool kid, but like I said, no one's ever told him no for anything and, and, and yeah. he acts like it. You know, he's he's definitely spoiled in that way. Let's um, uh let's move on to Santa. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say, <laughs> um this movie is not without its its resident creep. Yeah. Well I I, I found myself wondering if um if the kids in the beginning of the movie would have just allowed him to join their snowball fight, if this whole thing would have been avoided. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing that I'm a little bit confused about. The uh, the guy that plays Santa, he's ob- very obviously mentally unstable character. He's a he's a dude that is not um, not adjusted very well to uh, to adult life. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. And in the very beginning of the movie. He tries to get into a snowball fight with a bunch of kids, and they all run away from him, thinking that he's weird. The kid, yeah, the looks, kids just go, "He's not part of our gang," and then yeah. they just run away. And he looks at them though, kind of weirdly. And then the next time that you see him, he's chatting. He's actually chatting with uh, Cody, the main kid. No, no, Cody's the guy from the other movie. What's the what's this kid's <laughs> name? Uh, 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 Thomas. That's his name. Tomas. So he's actually oh, he's, chatting oh, with Tomas yeah, right. from that from that street internet thing. Is that was that a thing back in the day? Minitel. I don't know yeah. what I don't know what it, so I, at one point in time um like during breakfast Thomas and his mom are talking about, "Oh, did you write your set, did you write your letter to Santa and stuff like that?" And he says, "Oh, yeah, I, I did, but nowadays you can just ask him for everything through Minitel." And it was like some sort of like internet browser. Thing. Yeah, like a or there chat, was like, like a there was like a kiosk. There was like a, there was like a kiosk in the middle of the mall or whatever. That was you it could the middle just, of the street. Was it the middle it of the street? A, yeah, it was. It was just on that side of the street. Yeah, and so at one point in time, Thomas and his friend Pilu are um, trying to chat with Santa, and Santa gets on there, 
and you you come to find and he, he starts getting a little weird like instead of That's asking what him what he instead of asking him like what he wants for christmas and stuff he starts saying do you want to play with me and i, I was play picking with up you. almost like pedo vibes from it yeah a lot. yeah like weird child or, or at least child predator vibes whatever that means yeah too. and then and then especially because after because after that happens uh um the Santa Claus guy, the killer, he goes and he ends up getting a job as Santa Claus mm-hmm. at the mom's store. Yep. And he actually was, seems like he's doing a decent job at first. Yeah, until he until starts caressing li- a little girl's until face. Until this little girl comes up and sits on his lap and he starts kind of like, yeah, running his finger down the side of her face. It was very uncomfortable. And then she just goes, I don't like you. And he, he you see his eyes kind of go like, like his eyes. And she go, goes, you have a weird face. Or I don't like Yeah, your I don't face like your face. Like and then she goes, you're not the real Santa Claus and pulls <laughs> down his beard. I hated this scene because I know what it looks like when a child is really trying to hold back real tears. Because for some reason, my daughter doesn't like crying in front of other people. Like mm-hmm. she'll cry in front of me all the time. doesn't matter. If she's around other people, she does that horrible little thing where she tries really hard not to cry, and you can see it on her face, like how hard she's trying not to cry. The it's kind of cute, though. <laughs> it, it is, but it's so, so, so sad. It breaks my heart every time she does it. And I was just hug her, and I say, you can cry, babe. You can cry. Um, and I wanted to do that with that, that little girl in that scene. Like I was just, but I think he actually hit her. Oh, he did. He no, did hit her. I don't. I don't mean in the movie. I think the actor playing Santa actually hit that little girl. It looked like a. Re- it looked like a real slap to me, and then her reaction. It looked like it looked like a kid who knew that she was supposed to deliver a couple lines after that, and was really fighting the urge to not, or was really fighting the urge to cry so that she could deliver her lines. It you know, looked way too real, that. and I. It looked way too real, and I fucking hated it. And I wanted him to die so bad after that. Now that you mentioned it, they did actually look like they were kick, really kicking the dog at one point in time too. A little bit later on in the movie, bro. And it's really making me wonder if uh, and there French, was... if French people back in 1989 had uh, real loosey goosey rules about what you could and couldn't do on a movie set. Well, think about the part where uh, Thomas was carrying his dead dog too. Yeah, the. The way the, tongue, the, right? the way the tongue hung out of the dog's mouth, that would be such a minute detail to make so realistic in the it special effects department. Makes that you wonder de- if they you knocked des- the dog out. You would deserve a fucking Oscar. Yeah, but it, it, it makes me wonder I, if they literally was, knocked the dog that out. That was definitely a real dog. Had to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would actually like to look into this a little bit because oh. it's, there's there were some parts of this movie that were a little fucked up to me. The little girl being slapped, I know for a, I know for a fact that because I I see it too often. That was a that was a tiny person trying not to cry real tears, and 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 doing a bad or job she's of just, it. Or she's just a fantastic. Or she's one of the best actresses actor, in the world. Child actresses, yeah. <laughs> but that dog with the tongue hanging out, that was a real dog for sure. Yeah, I I thought and when I he thought that and when, when he stabbed screen, the dog, but. And when he stabbed the dog, that was that was the real dog on its back. That was definitely the real dog on its back. Um, like I, I don't, I don't actually think he stabbed a dog, obviously, no, but no. like I, I have no doubt that that dog was probably in some real distress. Well, did you notice that the dog when the when the dog in the beginning, 
uh, when when Thomas is chasing the dog around, he goes into the the trap floor. That dog, when they show it like lying on the uh, net, looks mm-hmm. like it's shaking like crazy. What was it? I don't know if I don't know if you noticed that, but I did. It, it literally was. It was like the dog was just like ever so slightly vibrating, like it was just <laughs> terrified out of its mind. The way a Chihuahua does all the time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> only this one was a lot more fluffy and cute. Yeah, fuck Chihuahuas, uh, but um, yeah, I don't. Uh... Yeah, weird. Weird. If I if I had to guess, I would say that the rules were probably a little more lax back in eighty um, nine in front in France. Yeah, I mean, we, you hear about French extremism uh, in in movies. Uh, maybe this is where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> from Dial Code Santa Claus. Um, but aside from aside from those horrible things, uh, yeah. Oh, back yeah, to the so Santa, after though. so after Creepy he sla- after he slaps the little girl, the mom comes out and uh, fires him. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to go to HR and like talk to the people there and and say that he's been fired and blah blah blah. Yeah, but instead he hears a conversation talking about how they are sending a shipment of presents to the mom's house for Thomas, and he okay. decides that he's gonna go visit Thomas. So so real quick though, did he know that the kid that he was talking to on the internet thing was her son? He said because that would be way too convenient that he just happened to be talking to him. Th- Thomas and then goes to his house later. Thomas said on the chat, "My mom is the the head of Printech," and that's why he got the job there because he knew. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and then and then when he was don't... and then when he heard the conversation, something said uh, some somebody said, uh, "Oh, this this shipment is going to the boss's yeah house." So he knew that it was meant to go to Thomas. This is why you don't hire random street people to be your Santa Claus around the children in your toy store. The vetting <laughs> process is a real thing, and it should be a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't care. They would take anybody off France. the street, apparently in France in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The decision making of the adults in this movie are just wild. Like just wild. <laughs> you know, the little girl you're talking about, her mom went into the store to go shopping and just left her outside with creepy streetwalker Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 Thomas's mom goes. Are you alone? Where's your Where's your parents? And or uh, uh, where's Where's your mom? And she goes. She just went inside to buy something for five minutes. She left you alone? No, with Santa. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what? Vagrant, of- vagrant Santa. Can you watch my eight year old child for a minute? Yeah, mama, mom of the year award. <laughs> um. Okay. So so later on, then so the Santa he uh this, you know uh, a vagrant Santa, uh. He ends up taking over the shipment, kills the dude driving the truck. He hides in the back of the truck. When the guy opens it, he jumps him and kills him or whatever. And so now it's on. Vagrant Santa's breaking into the house and basically... Well, and Thomas, we, Thomas this whole time thinks that he's just... He wants to prove that Santa Claus is real. Yeah. Because his buddy Pilu is being a dick and saying that Santa Claus isn't real. And his so mom just, told him that if you if you see Santa, he gets real angry and turns into an ogre. Right. So, so that's what he's under the impression of the entire movie, that this is the real Santa Claus that is trying to kill him because he saw him and pissed him off, basically. 
and that didn't that didn't it didn't occur to me until because they do like a little flashback right at the end of the movie when Thomas is sitting there like all wide eyed and completely in shock, you know. Yeah. And the mom says again, "If you see Santa, he turns into an ogre." I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Now he literally does think it's Santa the entire yeah. time, but he thinks that he fucked up because he looked at Santa and now he's an ogre. <laughs> That's yeah. so messed up. That's well, so this, so messed up. There's one scene in particular we kind of touched on it once already, but like the the scene that kicks off the entire intrusion angle into the house. Mm-hmm. You see Santa come down the chimney, mm-hmm. and you see his boots from uh, Thomas's point of view of hiding under the table. Some you really see, like, some uh, really dope red cowboy boots, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you, you see the boots them off. Yeah, <laughs> I get that <laughs> reference now. Um, so. The dog, though, uh, Jr. Was that the name of the dog's name? Jr. Yeah. Art. Yeah, I think it was Jr. Jr. Uh, Jr. Comes in and starts growling and barking at the Santa because he knows that this is an intruder. Basically, he's a, yep. a stranger in the house. And the dog goes nuts, and all of a sudden, the dude, the Santa, pulls a fucking pie cutter off the table and fucking stabs the dog to the fucking ground. Mm. And it happens so quickly and so like the thud. Mm. That the, the 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 pie cutter makes going into the ground mm. is brutal. Like that came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, oh my god, they really went fucking hard for the whole killing of the dog thing. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Usually when um, I mean everybody hates when a dog dies in a movie, right? Sure. And usually when it happens, typically they have the decency to do it off screen. <laughs> Uh, unless you're not with this yeah. one yeah it's you it's just, it was brutal just, it's yeah you just straight up it's the, you see they the dog lingered gets, on it for a second too like yeah a you see the long. dog get stabbed <laughs> in the throat and there's like blood that sprays out of it and stuff it's pretty upsetting um and the kid is under the table watching this whole thing happen so suddenly he sees santa claus murder his dog and then it's and then it's pretty much on from that point yeah um um so this movie, this movie is known for being like the adults' bloody version of Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I'm when it finally got to the point of the movie where the kid is setting traps for Santa and all that. Mm-hmm. It really bummed me out because there was no payoff to any of the traps at all. Yeah, and it really, really bummed me out. Yeah, like they they show all this like montage footage. Uh, of the kid, uh, like like setting up all the traps, he's got crossbows with darts in him between the doorways, and he runs the fishing line and all this, and he pours a bunch of he literally that, lights a gas that, fire in the basement of his house at one point. That <laughs> scene where that scene where he's setting up the crossbows with the trip wires and stuff, mm-hmm. that scene takes three or four minutes. Yeah, it's like a and good then, chunk of time. And then when the guy finally trips the trips the trip wire. And the darts shoot into either side of his neck. It's they shoot into his neck, right into and, you just, and you see him just go, and then it cuts to the next. It cuts scene. to him then falling into the next trap. That's it. Like there's no, there's no, there's no follow through with any of the traps. Right. Which is the best part. Like you watch a movie like Home Alone. The best part is watching Marvin Harry freak out after the fact after they get caught in the traps. Right. You see the the aftermath of the traps, and um, this movie just didn't. It didn't. There's no follow through. Right, and it was kind of disappointing, actually. If there's one thing that I will say about this movie that was that was bad, it's that. It was like it, it was like you knew that there was 
there's got to be more footage after what you would you think saw, so, yeah. And they just cut it out for time. Yeah, or, you would think. Plus, all the all the trap stuff is basically done in a montage. There's right. a song playing over all of it. It's the same song throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a terrible song too. Yeah, uh, playing over this montage, and that was it. Like it, it, it's it, it's it's kind of disappointing because this movie's reputation is built around that, and that's the most disappointing part of the entire movie. And also, why did the kid strap a ta- table leg to his leg? I okay, so I thought the exact same thing. He got slashed. They actually hurt the kid, and his leg was all busted got, open. And yeah, he got stuff. slashed right across the thigh. Yeah, so I, I don't know why his knee was suddenly messed up to where he couldn't <laughs> bend his knee. I have no idea. But I remember like he's on the ground the first time, and instead of just using a table leg as a splint, he uses the entire length, like the entire back of the chair just hanging off the back of his body. And then I realized that it fits like perfectly crutch. under his arm. It's yeah. a crutch, yeah. Right. So I, I understood it, but it still seems very cumbersome. Yeah, it just it didn't seem very practical. It also didn't seem like he since, needed to have a splint for anything. Yeah, why do you need a splint? You don't have a broken bone. You just have a cut on your thigh. Kid's a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch. So, so this entire time that he's running around the house, he's also has, he has his, his grandpa with him. He wakes his grandpa up out of sleep, and they, you know, the house is so big. There's secret passages all over this house, and so he's taking his grandpa through and everything like that. And eventually. He ends up putting his grandpa into a suit of armor. Fantastic. <laughs> and then just leaving him there <laughs> for like hours. That <laughs> uh, was fantastic. I, I knew I knew as soon as I, I... I don't know how I knew, but as soon as I saw the, the suit of armor, I knew somebody was going into it. It's because they like lingered on it for a second or something yeah. like that. And so the kid wants to hide his grandfather, which... The house is so big. There's so many places you could hide somebody. But he puts him inside of a suit of armor in the foyer. <laughs> yeah. So, and he come, and he keeps kind of coming back to check on him. And the grandfather's just can't move inside the suit of armor until, like, he goes to check on him the very last time. And he's having a, a diabetic. Um, he needs insulin. Like a diabetic event. And he needs so- insulin. So Thomas then goes to try to find the insulin. And what cracks me up about this, if the grandfather didn't wasn't going to die from going into a diabetic coma or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain falling flat on his face in a suit of armor might have actually done him in. <laughs> he falls so hard. <laughs> just flat, like, just flat on his face. <laughs> it's an old man in there, for God's sake. Like, kid, come on, kid. Use, use a little bit more finesse here. <laughs> oh, man. It was... Uh. It, it, it was so... This whole... The whole, like, third act of this movie was just ridiculous. Yeah. The grandfather in the suit of armor, the kid running around... Like, the kid ends up at the on the roof at one point in time... In the dead of winter with bare feet. Oh, he would have frostbite in his feet. He, the entire oh, right. the entire second half of the movie, he doesn't have shoes on. Yeah. And he's outside a lot. Yeah. He can't have frostbite on his feet for sure. Part of the reason why I, I said it's kinda it's kinda like the he's kinda like the kid version of John McClain. Oh, because of the, the shoes? Yeah. John McClain hurts his feet, he's got no shoes on, the kid hurts his leg, he's got no shoes on, he's crawling around being all stealthy and setting up traps and stuff like that. So the Kranz, the Kranz Gruba beer fits pretty well for the night. Because oh, this I is kind of like the kid version of <laughs> Die Hard. 
That was completely uh, uh, an accident in that case, but it does fit. You're right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much else to talk about. Like, it, it's a fun movie. It's a really fun movie. It's on Shutter. So if you get Shutter, it's only four ninety nine a month, guys. Yeah. Um, it's on there. You can watch it. It's got the English subtitles and all that. And, and it's the new uh, Vinegar Syndrome uh, restoration. It that looks they have. great. It they looks have the fantastic. Too, so, um, looks really yeah. good. It, it was it was just a fun kind of silly silly movie. It's ridiculous and over the mm-hmm. top. But as far as a as far as a killer Santa movie goes, and there's a lot of them. Oh. Surprisingly, there's a lot of killer Santa movies. This this one is this one's good. I liked it a lot. I do want to touch on one thing though to, before we before we end here because mm-hmm. we're talking about the motivations of the killer Santa and whether yeah. or not he was like child predator pedo or if he just wanted to play or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, he does end up just wanting to play hide and seek. He literally lets Thomas go and uh, wants him to find him. I think that was a. Uh, I think that was just antagonizing him showing him that he had the upper hand now do you think he do you think like his I can, mental I can, capacity was there though yeah you do okay i do i don't th- yeah i don't think that he was i i mean he was insane but like i don't think that he uh was incapable of inca- yeah okay like I, I think that I think that he actually knew that he, at that point he had the upper hand. He had taken the tracking device off of him. That's uh, true. The kid was injured, so he knew that he really couldn't run from him or anything like that. So that's I true. think he, I think he did it just as a way to show him that he had all the power. Like I can I can let you go for right now, and you're still pretty much dead. You know, Santa Claus has the upper hand. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, um, and then unfortunately the poor little kid is uh, completely traumatized. traumatized by the end of the movie. <laughs> we still uh, think of that dog getting fucking knifed to the ground. Yeah. I'd be traumatized after that too. That would be um, a bummer. Yeah, I I would definitely recommend this movie. It's fun if you're into just kind of like just shit cinema. This is like the cream, one of the cream of the crops for the for the holiday season. Yeah, you know? it's it's such a bizarre movie with the weird montages and the crazy music and this little rambo kid and mm-hmm. it's so bizarre it's worth a watch it's, and then we, and then maybe even another watch every year <laughs> we, we we really touched on on the on two very different corners of trash cinema this week mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like your your really awful looking bad sci-fi type movies and then you're just really so bad it's good action weird french whatever the fuck it is kind of movie <laughs> like I feel like French whatever the fuck movie is pretty much d- that describes most French movies. I I don't <laughs> disagree with you. Um, anyway though, yeah, that was uh, that was Deadly Games Dial Code Santa Claus. Uh, James, yes, it is the end of the month. Yes, so we have some uh, housekeeping to do. Okay, in terms of picking for the next month. All right. So uh, we have. Five looks like five weeks to pick for. Okay. And uh, yeah, so this first one is going to be for the third, the very first show of the new year, James. A lot of pressure. Mm. A lot of pressure on this one. All right, you pick. <laughs> how will how shitty will the show be to start <laughs> off 2021? Please be both right. guys. Please be both I actually guys. Completely forget what I put in here, so this is all going to be new to me. Um, let's see here. Uh, Left for the Wolves, a movie called Hold the Dark and the Gray. Oh. 
I'm into that. Cool. All the dark looks uh, looks fantastic. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, and then The Gray is a movie that I've just never actually seen with Liam Neeson. So very, very pumped for that one. I watched The Dark uh, on Netflix one night when I was just hanging out by myself. And I ate 27... The Dark, the dark or The Gray? Uh, or, or The Gray, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, okay. I ate 27 pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I spe- that's what I specifically remember about watching The Gray. Also that I liked it. It was a cool movie. All, all right. right, James. Now this is for the tenth. Um. All right. So this is. Come on now. I folded these up too well. <laughs> Can't blame me this time. Oh, this one comes from Vito. Oh. Vito Pawa. This one is day drinking. Twenty-eight days later and thirty days of night. Ooh, I'm into that. Yeah, that's a good one. Like it. All right. Uh, and then for the seventeenth here, the day before Martin Luther King Day. We have, uh, what in the, oh, <laughs> what the hell did I write here? Undercarriage Carner. Carnage. Undercarriage, Undercarriage Carnage. Carnage. Uh, this is Teeth and Bad Milo. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. That, that'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right. Um... All right, so then uh, next up would be the uh, 17th. No, the 24th. This is number four, right? Yeah. Here we go. So 20, the 24th. 24th? Yep. All right. This is... Okay. Um, 27 cameras. 13 cameras and 14 cameras. I'm, so, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it, Mike. The title of the the title of the episode is Twenty Seven Cameras, or at least that's okay. the working title, and it's the movie's Thirteen Cameras and Fourteen Cameras. Sure. Yeah. That means that literally doesn't mean anything to me. Good. Okay. <laughs> that's. Guess we're looking forward to that. All okay, right. and the last one, the uh, very last one for the month, uh, which will be on the thirty first of January, is a top ten. Hey. Top 10 sounds in horror. Oh, that one could be actually like, fun. Like like music cue, sound effects, sure, like sure. iconic, like super iconic uh, like sounds that keep you up at night. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. And we'll play them all, right? <gasps> of course. Cool. Cool. <laughs> all right, cool, so man. So there, there is your January of 2021. Ought to be pretty good. Until yeah, January, be. if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the Buzzed Kill PC. Clearly, you've already found the show. Uh, but if you want to tell a friend, we're streaming on all major streaming sites. So uh, tell a friend or two. Tell your grandmother. Tell your mother. Tell if your, your poppy's like the kid, and if your poppy's like the grandfather in, uh, you know, Deadly Games, he'd he'd probably be into us. Yeah. Tell you your know, grandfather. You don't need eyes. You don't need eyes to listen to us. So you're good. You don't need diabetes either. Don't need, <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> it helps. Because <laughs> we're so sweet. Uh, <laughs> we also have a YouTube channel. We haven't updated it in a while because we can't get together to do our show. But if you haven't caught up on our show trailer trashed yet then um go check it out give us give us some thumbs up and some subscribes and send us candy and stuff that'd be cool Ooh, Ooh, i'm in that do love candy uh and that's it 
Right, bud? That's it, James. All right. Yes, sir. It's a fun night tonight. Lord Michael. Lord Lord Baird. Uh, until next time, bud. Cheers, Cheers to you. <laughs> Try to have a good night. <laughs>